as we go into this second week of fasting and prayer, if you have joined us, um, and even if you haven't joined us, you can jump on board, and um, any amount of fasting is great for putting your flesh down and allowing God to fill you up more. I've done one-day fasts. I've done one-meal fasts. I've done three-day, 14-day, 10-day, 21-day. I've never done a 40 yet, so... But um, God can tell you different things that he wants you to fast from. And you're, what you're doing is you're putting your flesh down. You're not sowing to the flesh. You're sowing to the spirit. And what you reap is spiritual things. Breakthrough in the realm of the spirit. Breakthrough in supernatural um, delivering of answers to prayer and promises of God. And so that's the season that we're in as a church. And um, Revival MKE as well is fasting in prayer for just personal breakthrough and breakthrough in the realm of the spirit for the move of God to happen in this uh, church and ministry and city. And uh, we just want to see God move. And he said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, that's what fasting is. You're turning from your fleshly ways. I will hear from heaven. I will forgive your sin, and I will heal your land. We'll see God move, in other words. And so that's what we desire, is to see God move in this place, see God heal and change lives and set the captives free and bring us into this freedom to serve the Lord. Amen? We want to see God, and we want to see you reach that place that he has called you to. We want to see you walk in the fullness of what God's called you to in this life. Amen. And so it's going to take a little bit of work and a little bit of putting our flesh down to step into that. And um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And the Lord has put on my heart this word all week long, and um, it, the word is purify. This is part of what is happening to you as you make a decision to sow to the Spirit and to um, fast and pray. You're making a decision to allow God to purify your heart. And I love looking up, uh, when the Lord spoke that to me, the first thing I did was look up the definition. And obviously, we all kind of instantly know somewhat of what it means. But to purify means to remove contaminant. Contamination from you to extract something to make ceremonially clean, and purity means freedom from adulteration or con um, condemnation or contamination, freedom from immorality. And so, what we're allowing God to do is to free us from things that are contrary to His will, ultimately, things that dirty our water. <laughs> things that are like poison to our spirit being. When we fast and we pray and we say, God, I'm going to put this aside and I'm going to seek your face. And during that time of fasting and prayer, not that you're just putting aside sin, but you're putting aside things that you crave, fleshly desires. During that time, that's what we're talking about, things bob up to the surface, things that are yucky and gross and unclean, and God will reveal those things to you. And the reason for that is not to, to bring you discouragement. It's so that you can repent of these things, turn from these things, and allow God to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Allow him to purify your heart. Why do we want God to purify our heart? Why, why would someone want to fast and give up the things that they like, right? What in the world kind of people are you that you'd want to give up the things of your own free will, the things that you like? It's because you desire the things of the Spirit more, right? And so you're making the decision of your heart that I desire the things that God has for me more than the things that my flesh has for me. 
Because the things of this earth we know are going to pass away, right? But the things of the kingdom of heaven are eternal. And so when we sow to the Spirit and reap of the Spirit, we're reaping eternal stuff. We're reaping stuff that's going to last, amen? And so this is something that God spoke to my heart. And in Matthew 5, 8, he says, those who are pure in heart will see God. So that's a work of God that needs to happen. If we want to see God in our lives, through our lives, in our church, we need to allow him to do this work of purifying our heart if we're going to see him move. It's not just like we're visibly going to see him one day in heaven. No, he says, those who are pure will see me. We're going to see him move in and through our lives. We're going to be the kind of vessel that he can use because our water is not dirty. It's pure. It's holy. We're a ready and fit vessel for his use. So this is the reason why we want to purify ourselves. We want to put our flesh down so that when you're getting rid of stuff that fills the void, the stuff the fleshly desires, when you're getting rid of that stuff, you make more room for the Holy Ghost pretty much. <laughs> you're putting your flesh down and he can fill you up. And listen to this. As he fills you up, like I said, he's filling you, he's filling you, he's filling you. Because as you fill a glass, it's filled from the bottom and it pushes up, right? And so as he's filling you, he's pushing the stuff that doesn't belong in there up to the surface. So if some of you are in this stage, you're like, man, I've been really, really crabby lately. You know, um, man, it seems like I've been swearing more. Or <laughs> I don't know about you if you have a problem with that. But if, or man, I really want to watch that show, and now all of a sudden it seems like gross to me, like I wanted to watch it, I used to watch it, and now all of a sudden I can see how impure it is, and the reason these things are heightened and you become more sensitive to these things is because you're getting more full of God, and God doesn't like to share, you know, with the world. He doesn't like there to be a, a mix. It's kind of like you've got a pure glass of water or a bottle of water and you put one little drop of impurity in there, one little drop of poison in there, and it contaminates it. It has to go through a purification process. Clayton was telling me some awful stories about things that get into our water, and I don't even like hearing it. I'm not going to talk about it really. But I'm thankful that it goes through a purification process so that we just don't have to worry. You know, we don't have the cryptosporidium anymore. <laughs> we don't have to worry about what we're drinking um, that we go, um, it goes through a purification process. And so the same thing is with the things of the Spirit. We go through this purification process so that we can be a pure, holy, and ready and fit vessel for God's use. God wants to use you. Just like we saw today, you were laying hands on each other and you were praying for one another. God wants to use you. And yes, we've all been given the power and the authority to use the name of Jesus. But even the disciples had a point in their lives where Jesus like, go, lay hands on the sick, cast out devils, heal the sick and all this. But they came back at one point and they're like, it's not working for us. This, so this man comes and he wants prayer and he says, your disciples couldn't do anything about it. And Jesus says to them, this kind only goes out by prayer and fasting. Why? Because there's a place where 
yes, you've got the anointing, you've got the power, you've got the name of Jesus, but when you are praying and fasting and your vessel is getting purified, things are coming up to the surface and you're repenting and God's cleansing you and your heart is getting purer and purer, then God can use you to a greater level, a greater degree. And we saw Jesus was fasting and constantly praying and spending time with his father. He was the one that was prepared to be able to minister to that hard case. And that man was set free. God can do that work in and through you. The more you fast and pray, that's why Paul said he was in fastings often. It's not like he was constantly on this 40-day fast. I think that he just lived a fasted lifestyle, or as God led him, he'd do a one, two, or three-day fast so that he constantly was putting his flesh down, constantly getting refilled with the Spirit so he could go out there and do the work and see the power of God made manifest so he could be that vessel fit and ready to reach those hard cases. Amen? And so that's why last week we talked about breakthrough, that this fasting and prayer is going to bring you personal breakthrough as well as breakthrough for the church because some things only happen through prayer and fasting. So we can expect a more supernatural outpouring and delivering of answers to prayer when we're praying and fasting. Hallelujah. So Prayer and fasting is a way of purging your vessel so that God can purify your heart and make you ready and be uh, further used by him. You now can see more clearly and hear more clearly. And I'm doing a Jensen Franklin um, 21-day fasting devotional, and he says your your sense of um, sight and hearing and things become really heightened and then spiritual things too become heightened because you're putting your flesh down and things just become more heightened. You become also increasingly aware of God. You become more increasingly aware of, um, you know, what God's doing and when he's speaking. I added a scripture to my message this morning at like 4 a.m. Jude came in. I'm glad he doesn't cry because sometimes he cries, Mom, come in here. And all he wants is me to lay next to him. He falls back asleep and then I go back to bed. But um, last night, it was kind of creepy, he came, he came in, and he didn't say a word. He came in, and he just poked me. <laughs> I'm sound asleep, and I get a poke. And I was just like, and Judah's standing there, and I was just like, all right, let's go to bed. And so I put him to bed. I fell asleep next to him, and then the Holy Spirit woke me up. And I heard him say, um, Romans 2.4, I didn't um, know the reference. I had to look it up, but he spoke to me, and he said, um, don't you know that it's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance? As we're fasting and praying, I mean, that scripture came out of nowhere. It was the Holy Spirit. As we're fasting and praying and things bob up to the surface, don't be discouraged. It's the goodness of God that's leading you to repentance, that's leading you to confess that sin so that he can purify your heart, so that he can make you ready and fit for his use. Don't be discouraged. Don't be dismayed. Like Clayton said, if, if you've kind of fallen, get back up again and keep moving on because um, you're fasting. That's success in itself. There's, there's a angel or angels or deliverance or freedom is sent forth on your behalf. Breakthrough is already sent forth from the day we see with Daniel, from the day you begin to make the decision to fast, deliverance is on its way. But I know sometimes I've fasted and then I messed up like halfway through, oh, I ate that piece of cake, you know, and I'm not saying, I'm not condoning it, but 
I've done that, but you know what? It was better that I even began and then got back up and continued to do it, and I received breakthrough anyways because thank God for the goodness and the mercy of God that leads me to repentance. Not that that is necessarily sin unless you're being gluttonous and overeating and, and you know, given to that kind of temptation, but... Um, God leads us to repentance. He brings things up to the surface, not to bash us down. That's what the devil does. He condemns us. But to bring light to something so that he can set you free. And so just get back up and just whatever knocked you down, just get back up and just repent. Confess your sins to the Lord. And he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Now, I'm not encouraging you because there's a Packer game to get that pizza out if you're fasting pizza and then say, I'm going to ask God to forgive me later. That's not what I'm talking about. But if you slipped in, fell on that ice or whatever, uh, that piece of cake or am I making you hungry? Um, If you slipped, don't give up and say my fast is over. You're going to receive way more breakthrough if you pick back up and continue this next, how many days is it? Somebody counting yet? (laughs) 18 days or something like that. Um, So just pick back up and just keep moving forward because Galatians 6, 8 says, if we sow to the Spirit, we're going to reap the Spirit. It also says if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap the flesh. I don't want any more flesh. Okay, this is the season where everyone's trying to lose weight. (laughs) I don't want any more flesh. I want the spirit. I want the things of God. I want God to use me in a greater degree this year than ever before. But if I desire that, if you desire that, something more needs to be done than years before. We need to sow more to the things of the spirit. And we'll reap of the things of the spirit. It's an automatic because God will watch over his word to perform it. Amen? And so if you're new here and you're like, what, they're talking about fasting... Um, present it to the Lord because this is an automatic that if you sow to the Spirit, you're going to reap the Spirit. Maybe for you, you're not going to join the 21-day fast, but maybe God's speaking to you and dealing with you to do this for the first time, and a three-day fast is the way to go. Or, you know, this is my son's first time fasting, I think, and God's totally made it clear to him what he's supposed to fast, and I'm like, wow, that is an extreme first-time fast. But, hey, when God speaks to you and you have the confidence that he told you something to do, that gives you confidence that he wants some major rewards. And the Lord spoke to me, actually. I didn't even talk to Ethan about this. But the Lord spoke to me a couple months back that he's activating him this year. And I had him laying hands on people. And, like, probably he had 20 um, prophetic words for people at Revival MKE. Um, small words, but it was the beginning, an activation of his gift and calling. And so maybe that's why God's given him such an extreme fast. He's downstairs, so he doesn't hear all this. So. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what God's going to do through him, through each one of you. Um, you're going to receive breakthrough in the realm of the spirit. You're going to hear more clearly, see more clearly, get that direction that you need. Your footsteps will be ordered of the Lord. Sometimes we're so focused on the, the natural that, and, and so clouded with um, the music or the media or whatever um, that we can't hear the voice of God. We've been seeking God for instruction and in how to, but then we entertain our flesh so much that we can't hear the spirit. And so this is a great time where your sensitivity increases because you're putting your flesh down and I'm excited for you to receive that instruction from the Lord and that breakthrough 
If you're not satisfied, maybe you're here and you haven't begun the fast, you didn't join with us, but God's stirring in your heart, just jump on board. It doesn't have to be the full 21 days, like I said. Um, this is what we're doing as a church, as a body, but you personally can receive breakthrough at any time in the year if you make a decision to fast. Um, if you're not sat, this is a quote that the Lord gave me. If you're not satisfied with the status quo Christianity or where you're at now, um, then something needs to be done. You need to allow God to purify your heart. You need to put your flesh down and allow God to fill you up. So through that time of prayer and fasting, God will begin to reveal to you um, things that are a hindrance in your life, things that are holding you down. Maybe you thought this was going to be breakthrough, 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 and it's just such an awesome time. And, yeah, we have seasons. I have times where I'm talking about the Lord, and, man, I actually feel high in the Holy Ghost. Like, I feel like I could float away. I love that. But then there's other times where, man, God starts dealing with my heart about how I, I, when, I'm, when I wasn't fasting, because when I'm fasting certain foods, I also, I also pray more and spend more time with the Lord and watch less TV and things like that. And um, something came on that Clayton and I used to watch, and I'm going to tell you what it is because, man, we got convicted. We we're like, oh, gross. We'll never watch that again. But it's just simply because our sensitivity to what pleases God is so much height, so heightened um, in this time of prayer and fasting. And I'm, I'm glad because that means that we've gone from one glory to another glory. <laughs> we're not going to entertain our flesh in that way um, to something that displeases God. 1 John 1, 9, so if God bring something up to the surface that you're aware that, okay, that's displeasing to God. I've been doing that. Um, I've been thinking that way or I've been gossiping about people or whatever he brings to your mind that is a part of your life that you didn't even realize was a sin. Um, don't get discouraged. God's bringing it to light so he can purify your heart. First John 1 John 1.9 says, confess your sin and he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And I love when I study the word of God, I look up um, every passage in numerous translations to see what speaks to my heart. And another version says, um, Confess your sin. He's faithful and just to forgive you and forgive, um, to forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. The purification process begins when he brings to light something and you confess it and you say, Lord, I ask you to purify my heart. As you allow him to purify your heart, as you allow him to cleanse you with his blood from all unrighteousness, things become um, God just f starts filling you up more because things are just re removed and he can fill you up more. Yeah. Suddenly you have more awareness of his presence and his glory. It's all, this life and, and this time of seeking and fasting and prayer is all about allowing God to clean house, <laughs> our spirit man, our physical man, to clean house and make us into the kind of vessel that he can use. Amen allowing him to fill us with, with his spirit. Um, you can turn with me to 2 Timothy 2, um, verses 20 and 21, but I'm just going to start with verse 21, but you can write down verses 20 and 21. It says, um, there's two versions that I like, those who cleanse themselves, or if you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean, 
and you'll be ready for the master to use you for every good work. So maybe the disciples, you know, in that time where um, they come to Jesus and they're like, you know, it was working for us before, but now all of a sudden this, this demon won't leave this girl or this kid. This demon won't leave this kid. What's going on? And Jesus said, well, there's some, this was a teaching lesson for them, that only goes out by prayer and fasting. In other words, um, some of you need to purify your heart and allow God to fill you even more so, so that you can have a greater effect on the kingdom of hell. In a nutshell, that's what he was saying. If we want to be the kind of vessel that God wants to use, if we want to see God heal more, set free more, if we want to have more opportunities to share the love of Jesus and be ready and fit for his use, then we're going to have to allow him to purify our hearts. I thank you, Holy Spirit. He's on this. His presence is sitting on me. Um, So let me say that again. Let's just... um, does somebody have it pulled up so I'm not, like, flipping through my Bible? 2 Timothy 2.20 or on your phone. Do you have it? Okay. It says, I'm a wealthy home, and some utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are used for everyday use. But if you'll keep yourself pure, you'll be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean, and you'll be ready for the master to use you for every good work. But notice, in verse 20, it says some utensils are special, and some are common and wood and metal or whatever. But in a version that I was reading this morning, it says, put away the common. Get rid of it. Get rid of that which the world says is okay. Because to the world, they might think it's okay even for a Christian to do this or do that or watch this or watch that. They wouldn't think anything of it. But it's, if it's common to the world, it should not be in our lives. Is God going to... If, okay, the fact is that Jesus is with us all the time. He says he never leaves us nor forsakes us. So with, are you comfortable <laughs> knowing that Jesus is sitting on the couch with you watching that thing? If you're not comfortable and you're laughing at crude jokes and, and, and things like that that are displeasing to God, then we shouldn't be watching it. I know I feel like I'm teaching the youth, but... It's true for us adults, too. Just because we understand more doesn't mean we should be sowing that into our spirit. We need to watch what we're watching, watch what we're speaking, watch what we're listening to, because guess what? Whatever goes in comes out. The Bible says out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks. That's why when you're a minister, when you're a worship leader, or you're going to go out and do the work of God, you want to make sure that you are fasted and prayed, that you are prepared for God to flow through you uh, with a pure heart so that you can see God move. Just like Matthew 5, 8 says, those who are pure in heart will see God. I was like, okay, Lord, I get it. Because there's been things, there's been things that the Lord has brought to my attention that are there that are a hindrance to me flowing more with his spirit. And so I've prayed that this week, Lord, purify my heart. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I want to see you, God. And those who are pure in heart are the ones who will see you move. I want to see you move. So Lord, purify my heart, which means he's going to say, okay, I'm going to bring these things up then. 
And then all of a sudden you start seeing the dirtiness, <laughs> the filthiness, the things that are a hindrance to him moving through you in a more powerful way. Are you willing to forsake those things, to take up your cross to follow him? Are you willing to say no to the flesh and so to the spirit, to reap of the spirit? It's all about what we really, really want. So I love God. I'm so thankful. He says, um, Basically, what he, ma- he did was he made a way. He knew that we weren't perfect. <laughs> he knew the temptations of this world. He knew the possibilities of our failures, and he do- didn't want them to, like, cause us, like, you know, when Clayton almost fell, let's say he did fall yesterday. He almost pulled, he pulled me down. I thought he was, like, trying to support me and hold my arm and, like, walking real nice. No, he was holding me to, like, support himself. <laughs> And by the way, I didn't say he's top-heavy. He said maybe it's because I'm top-heavy, so I didn't say that. But anyways, um, my point being, if Clayton were to fall, it's so important that he makes a decision that he's going to get back up again, that he's going to allow God, or, or in the spirit, that you're going to get back up again, or you're going to allow God and attempt to continue serving God and not just stay there on the ground and allow the devil to walk all over you. Because he loves that. If you fail, if you fall, he loves to condemn you. He loves to kick you when you're down and try to get you down in the dumps to where you don't pick back up again and you don't continue your fast or you continue in that bondage of sin. He does not want you to get back up and serve God and see fruit for the kingdom of heaven happen. But if we realize that God and his goodness, that's why he says um, that scripture, um, Romans 2, 4, um, Do you despise the riches of his goodness, his forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? Thank you, Jesus. He brings to light those things that need to be repented of because of his goodness, not because he's condemning you, because he wants you to be a vessel fit for his use. And so when he brings to light, it's his goodness, it's his mercy. He wants to bring into your life forgiveness, and uh, he wants you to repent from that thing so that he can cleanse you and purify your heart, making you that kind of vessel that he can use for his glory. He wants to use each one of us for his glory. So if you're not satisfied where you're, with where you're at spiritually, if God's placed dreams in your heart that only could supernaturally happen, then it's time that you do make a decision to pray and fast. <laughs> it's time to sow to the Spirit if you want to reap of the Spirit. It's time to stop sowing to the flesh. Romans 12.1 says, Therefore I urge you, this is Paul. I mean, he knew. He said he was in fastings often. God brought him through some things. And I mean, he needed breakthrough in every realm. He said he was shipwrecked, mobbed, left for dead, beaten, <laughs> thrown in prison, chains and shackles and everything. So naturally speaking, but spiritually speaking, you know, a lot of us are shipwrecked, mobbed, left for dead, shackled to our bondages, to our sin, or to our flesh. And Paul says this about that. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, knowing that we have God's mercy to cleanse us, to set us free, offer your bodies. Make a decision to say, Lord, I give you myself. I offer my body as a holy and living sacrifice. You can't be holy unless he makes you holy. And that's going to 
you're going to have to come to a place of repentance and allow him to purify your heart to make you holy and ready and fit for his use. So you're going to present your body as a living, holy sacrifice, the kind um, that's good and pleasing to God. It says this is our proper way to worship him. So Paul is like, I urge you, this is the way. Follow me. He says, follow me as I follow Christ. And he said, I was in fastings often. He said, yeah, just like you, I've been shipwrecked, mobbed, left for dead. Whatever you've been through, whether it be spiritual or natural, Paul has an equal to it. And we have a lesson to be learned, that God can bring freedom from everything, deliverance to every situation. But some of it, the reason you're, you're up against a wall and it seems like you're not going any further in your walk with God, it seems like he, he stopped using you at a certain point. It seems like you stopped hearing from God at a certain point. It's because this kind only goes out through prayer and fasting. If you really need a breakthrough in the realm of the spirit or even in your flesh and the natural, I encourage you to sow to the spirit by prayer and fasting. Not just putting your flesh down and saying no to sweets or, or no to meats or uh, no to TV or whatever. Not just putting your flesh down in that way, but also spend extra time sowing to the Spirit during that time so you can be reaping and filling up that void with the Spirit of God. Because otherwise the enemy will come and try to fill that void with another fleshly desire. And we don't want that. We want God to be fill us so much so that we're overflowing upon any person that we touch. Amen? So we're talking today about allowing God to lead us to repentance so that he can clean and purify our hearts or our vessels so that we can be used by him. So I just want to really encourage you because I know I've been there even in this fast, <laughs> don't allow discouragements of things that God's bringing to light because it it's God bringing it to light. Despise not, Romans 2.4, despise not his goodness, knowing that the goodness of God is leading you to repentance. That's why. The goodness of God is just leading you to repentance. He's bringing to light that failure in you, that, that thing that you've, you've fallen in your flesh. It's because it's got a hold on you. And so God's bringing it to light. Even if you fell in it during your fast, God's bringing it to light to bring you to repentance so he can once and for all get rid of it and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. He made a way. Hallelujah. Matthew 17, 21 is where the Lord says, this kind only goes out by prayer and fasting. So Paul saw the need of this. Jesus saw the need for this, to stay pure before the Lord in order to see God move. If you want to see God move in your situation, you want to see God move in this church or in this city or this nation, then we need to, as a body of believers, individually and corporately, come to prayer and fasting to see a greater move of God. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Um, so as we are learning, fasting purifies our vessel for his use. Getting rid of all the things in our lives that are displeasing and useless to him. 
So I love that scripture because um, the last one I read in 2 Timothy 2, 20 and 21, it's talking about some things are common and then they're put away. And then for special use, you use the gold and the silver, the things that are purified. Why not just be a vessel that's constantly just gold and silver? So God can constantly use us. Why yield to the natural so much to where, you know, we always have to go through this process? Why not just keep the junk out and stay a vessel fit for his use? That should be our heart's desire. That's why Paul went through fastings often. Um, Maybe I had more work to be done on me why God led me to three 21-day fasts in like a year and a half period. (laughs) he wanted to do a quick work but maybe if we would constantly have that heart that we're ready for that for the Lord to speak to us at any given moment to fast that meal because you're going to go pray for this person um, then we wouldn't need to do big long ones (laughs) I don't know but um, if you want God to do a work in you then put down your flesh for a season and sow to the spirit to a greater degree and watch God move he says those who are pure in heart will see me I want to see God move in my life. I want to see him move in your life. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited for my son who's just excited and expecting um, God to speak to him, God to move. I mean, God even spoke to him um, real clearly the day he made the decision to do the fast. Um, And this might seem silly to some of us, but God's speaking to him. Hello. Um, a success in its own, its own you know, thing. And um, so a 16-year-old, God's speaking to him, telling him to fast, telling him what to fast, and then um, telling him he needs to do good on his exams because they're important. So making a decision then in his heart that he needs to study to show himself approved. Um, so I'm just really, really thankful, and God will do that for each one of us, increase our sensitivity to hear his voice, Give us the exact instruction of what we need to do and what's important to God for our lives. God wants to bring us breakthrough. God wants to bring us from glory to glory. Hallelujah. 1 John 1.17 says, But if we'll walk in the light, I love this, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Listen. If you're walking in the light as he is in the light, that means you're doing the things constantly that's pleasing to the Father. You're walking in the light. When you walk in the darkness, what you're doing is you're sowing to the flesh the things that are common to the world. That's darkness. They're in darkness. If you're in the light, living as he is in the light, you're doing the things that are pleasing to the Father, just like Jesus walked this earth. He only did and said and saw what the Father was showing him and revealing to him. He would pray in the morning. He would hear and see what the Father wanted to do, what the Father wanted to say, and he'd only do those things. He was walking in the light. And he was cleansed from all sin. So let's read this again with that knowledge. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. We stay pure. Just a constant purification, a constant filling up of his spirit, of his presence, of his glory. We stay in the light. God wants to use us. What he's doing, I believe this, is he's purifying his church. He's getting us ready so that we can be special utensils in this last day and age. 
fit for his use to usher in his greater glory, to bring in the harvest. And that's going to have to happen as his church is ready to be used. We cannot be mixed in this world with those things that are, you know, of everyday use. The things of this world can't contaminate us. If we want to be that vessel in this last day and age fit for his use to see God's glory work in and through you, he says, those who are pure in heart will see me. Those who will purify themselves, allowing God to purify us, will see God move. And I believe that's why God's leading us. This is the first time our church did it as a corporate body. That's why God's leading us to this is because it's time. It's time because he wants to pour out his spirit in a mighty way. And he needs us ready. He needs our hearts, our vessels ready and fit for his use. Amen? Matthew 9.17 says, um, oh, this is good. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins would burst. No. And I'm skipping ahead a little bit. No. They pour new wine into new wineskins. <laughs> so basically, if we... Um, Purify our hearts, we make our vessel a fit wineskin for that new wine to be poured in. For the wine and the new wine of the Holy Spirit. So that we can contain it. But if we're in sin and we're living to please the flesh, then when he comes to fill us up, it leaks out because we've got these old, this old wineskin that has impurities and, and it'll just leak out. And you get touched, you get blessed, you get filled, but it leaks out real fast and it doesn't have the effect that if you were to be a vessel fit for his use, allowing God to purify your heart, fill in the gaps, patch it all up, make it new, then he can fill your vessel with his new wine, with his spirit, with his power and glory. Amen? Think about it. The Holy Spirit doesn't want to share your vessel with things of this world. Amen. So what we need to do is throw it all away. <laughs> Get rid of it. Anything that's displeasing to God. That's how we should live life, not just during fasting. It's just, we, should, we should just always be thinking, um, what's going to give God glory? Okay, Jesus is here with me. What does he want to listen to on the radio? <laughs> how would Jesus be talking about that person who stumbled? Should I be talking about them in a negative way? Or should we be praying in agreement for that person, for God to intervene? Just any situation that we can think of, always think Jesus is with me. He's listening to my conversation. Can he be glorified in this? Amen. So let's just stand to our feet. Jeff, if you want to put on a little instrumental music. I'm going to pray with you. You can do this on your own too and get more in depth as God shows you things. But maybe the Lord had me minister on this this morning because this is happening to some of you. You're getting discouraged or um, things are creeping up that you're like, oh, I didn't know that was in me. <laughs> I didn't know I held that unforgiveness towards that person. I didn't know that I was um, in that bondage of sin. I didn't know that that show or that music displeased God and God's revealing things to you as you seek his face. If you're willing to confess your sin. He said he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you, or in other words, purify you and make you a ready and fit vessel for his use. So I'm just going to lead you in a prayer of repentance. And then I just want to encourage you, if God shows you some things, 
confess that to the Lord. Don't be discouraged by, oh, I have that in my life. God can't use me. No. God can do a quick work here, guys. He can cleanse you. As soon as you confess your sin, that's how powerful his blood is. He can wash it away. He can purify your heart. And he can make you a ready and fit vessel for his use so that when you run into that person out there at the gas station or at their grocery store, the coffee shop, or at work, that God can use your vessel, especially if you're in prayer and fasting in addition. But this is an important process that we allow God to purify our heart so that we can be that, that new wineskin, that vessel that's fit to contain the Holy Spirit. So just lift your hands in submission and recept, receptivity to the Holy Spirit. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that you gave me your son Jesus and that he shed his blood on the cross to wash away all my sins. I thank you, Jesus, that you're my Savior, you're my Redeemer, you're my Deliverer, and Lord, I just seek your face. I welcome you. I ask you to purify my heart. Show me and reveal to me any hindrances in my life, in my heart, my mind my thoughts, my words, anything in my life that's displeasing to you that would cause me to not be a fit vessel for your use. Lord, reveal those things to me so that I can confess my sin and you'll be faithful and just to forgive my sin and cleanse me and purify my heart, making me right in your sight. In the name of Jesus. Why don't we just give the Lord a moment? Just quietly seek him.